Hello and welcome to another episode of Anthony's Nursing Podcast. Today my guest is Chloe Ahern. Chloe is a qualified nurse and has been qualified since January. We follow each other on Twitter and when I first spoke to her about doing a podcast, I found out that we actually trained at the same university. So today's subject is how it has been as a newly qualified nurse facing a global pandemic, something we can both relate to. So I'd like to welcome Chloe this morning and thanks for your time. How are you? Hi, Anthony. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, I'm good, thank you. Thanks for joining us. So first of all, I'd like to just say well done on getting your fir- getting through your first few months of, of being qualified during a global pandemic. Like It's quite something, isn't it? It certainly um, is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had been qualified for six months, so I had like some kind of confidence and kind of knew what I was doing. But how did you feel after being only qualified for two months? Like, were you anxious, worried? Did you think, "What have I got myself into here?" Like, how did how did it make you feel? Very much so. Every emotion <clears throat> was hmm. felt. Um, it was more a sense of fear because we didn't know what we were dealing with as such. And that element of still being newly qualified is just daunting. It's so frightening. Um, And knowing what we were potentially facing um, and things were changing every day, um, it was was scary. Um, But luckily, I've been supported quite well. So it's not been too... Yeah. That's good. (laughs) So, like, I know you work on the stroke ward, don't you? I do, yeah. Yeah. How quickly did things start to change when it when it all started kicking off, if you like, in terms of what patients did you have and new rules? Like, was it a hot ward as well? or? So, by hot ward, do you mean, like, red and amber wards? Because we have different at our trust. All right, right, yeah. Um, yeah, There's whichever... No- um, there's no continuity between the trusses that it's... No, it's all um, different, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so basically, at the beginning, mm. uh, we were just acute stroke and rehab and we were we were quite contained, really. We were doing really well um, up until a point where peop- uh, we, were, we had staff dropping like flies or um, staff that had been abroad so we're isolating um but that in itself was tough and Mm. then our patients were moved around within the ward and it just spread like wildfire um, because somebody had obviously been positive and at the time we didn't know and it, it just went from like that fear of not knowing what was going on and it could happen to all of a sudden being thrown in at the deep end. Yeah. Yeah. How did you feel with regards to having some experience? Did you feel more equipped? Yeah. Um, so I was glad, really. Um, I had six months behind me because um, I kind of, had some confidence, if you like. Um, I felt a bit more prepared for it. Um, knew how to manage my my work better than I did 
in my first couple of months. Um, and I was a bit more used to the responsibility on your shoulders um, as a qualified nurse. Um, but yeah, still obviously really tough um, and things are dropping and changing every day. So it was stressful and at times, yeah, I did struggle, but you get through it, don't you? And become stronger yeah. for it. But it, yeah, it wasn't easy. And I can imagine for you even more so, like you basically chucked straight into it, weren't you really? I mean, personally, I do feel it's made me a better nurse. However, yeah. I do wish that I'd had that bit more experience because it was so stressful. Everything was changing from day to day. Mm. Um, I mean, PPE, that was another issue. Yeah. It, <clears throat> I mean, did you have the same issues with regards to PPE and um, becoming, uh, going from an amber ward to a red ward or a hot ward in your um, NHS trust? Yeah, I mean, um, we had, yeah things with the PPE they were literally like changing by the hour like what we should be wearing what we shouldn't and at times to be honest you didn't feel safe like yeah. with what you were wearing and because of that there were a lot of tensions within the team and a lot of people were anxious about what we were doing and and then obviously like there were daily briefings weren't there every night with Boris and and then things would change again in the morning and things like that. Um, but because um, I was in a hospice, so we had just the one ward, so we actually split it. So we had um, a hot zone and a cold zone. <clears throat> so I spent a lot of my shifts down in the hot zone. Um, we'd have like three or four patients down there positive. So, yeah, that was quite lonely at times because if they were like, kind of self-caring then you'd be down there on your own for 14 hours or or if you're lucky you'd have someone with you to help you if there was any like pressure relief to be doing and stuff um yeah. but yeah it was stressful and I to be honest spent most of the time down in the hot zone um but since I've swapped jobs um and I'm actually on the cold ward there's two wards so I'm on the cold ward at the minute so that's a bit of a break from it. There's obviously still all the things with what PPE we should be wearing and social distancing rules changing all the time and things like that. But um seems like it's a bit better managed where I am, I suppose, because it's a, it's a bigger place and it's been going on for longer, so we kind of know what we're doing more. Um, what would you say has been your biggest challenge so far, Chloe? <clears throat> That's a hard question, that, because as a newly yeah. qualified, you're constantly reflecting on things and yeah. chat, like basically criticising everything you do. Um, yeah. I would probably say, um, well, obviously being thrown into a pandemic, but um, yeah. <laughs> I, I was left to coordinate the ward one day um, right. because we had no staff and um, my ward manager was brilliant. She supported me, um, but obviously there was a time where she was going home and mm. we had agency staff and 
it just felt like everything happened that day. The fire alarm went off and we had these poorly patients um, yeah. and um, people were ringing in for the nights, uh, night duty um, mm. because they were unwell. Um, and that definitely was a big challenge in itself to be supporting not only myself as newly qualified, mm. but an agency member of staff that didn't know the ward. Um, right. She she had her own fears of everything that was going on. Yeah. Um, that was definitely a big challenge, but I'm very glad that I did it. Because mm. um, like I say, throughout as hard as it has been, I do think it's made a lot of us better nurses and definitely give us the confidence to mm. just feel good in our practices that we do know our craft yeah. um, definitely being moved towards that was another um challenge um yeah. throughout because you never knew where you were going mm. um or you were going from um an amber ward to a red ward so you felt like um you felt like you'd you were being thrown in the deep end, but on a total different scale because it was another ward, another environment. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah I can imagine that was pretty scary, really. It, it definitely was, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure you can relate to how everything just changed throughout the shift. Like, you could go from feeling satisfied and proud of what you'd achieved or what you'd mm. been able to do for a patient to all of a sudden just being absolutely heartbroken and just feeling yeah. it's definitely been a tough year um mm. but it can only make us stronger I suppose yeah definitely yeah I think like you say like one of the questions later on is about how do you think it's um uh, improved you as a nurse but um yeah definitely has hasn't it so yeah. you said you've been well supported um I mean because it's hard enough anyway being a newly qualified nurse but have you have you had a lot of support from your managers and senior staff then um so in general um yeah um I, I've been quite supported um Obviously, with COVID, everything was changing daily, so them in themselves could uh, would are probably feeling as nervous as we were. Yeah. Um, it's definitely made me realise how hard senior management work um, yeah. with regards to supporting newer staff or um, staff um, that require more support or that our lower um banding grades as such yeah um yeah I, I i do feel like i've been supported um sometimes you feel like you haven't been yeah. um but it i suppose every day is different into and everyone struggles yeah yeah, yeah of course yeah I felt like that at times as well. Like when I was in my previous job, sometimes like the support wasn't the best. But reflecting back, um, 
I suppose it's all they knew into at the time. Yeah, exactly. And no one really knows what they're doing, do they? Um, and yeah, suppose like me being newly qualified as well at the time, it's just you, you're a bit more on edge and stressed anyway, aren't you? But yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, my biggest challenges really were because um, you, you know, because you worked in a hospice before, haven't you? I did as a HCA, yeah, and I loved it. Um, yeah. It's just second to none, the care that they are able to give. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you, you'll know that there's normally a lot more relatives and, and friends than patients, isn't there? And um, my biggest challenge probably was not being able to let them come in. Um, you know, like having one patient, one relative per patient for an hour and stuff like that and it's it seemed a bit against everything what you believe in as a nurse really and why you do it but um and there was people like sleeping out in the cars just to be closer to their loved ones and stuff who were dying and it just all felt a bit wrong really but I suppose it's got easier in a way because it's just what we have to do to protect everyone but um, I can totally relate to that, um, especially in a hospice setting. I can't even imagine the sort of feelings that you would have been encountering um, in a hospice setting, especially, you know, all you want to do is support the family um, and allow them to have as much time, those precious moments with their loved ones Um I can totally relate. It, it, it's been heartbreaking, especially when we've been, we've had an influx of phone calls. We've had to go to phone calls or Skype um, yeah. and video calls. And um, I've definitely got better at technology. Yeah. <laughs> setting up, setting <laughs> up all these WhatsApp and video calls for all my patients. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's just heartbreaking being able to speak to um, a relative and giving them an update on the phone and the, they're just asking you just simple things like are they happy today or um, you know how are they doing it's dreadful not being able to see them it, it, yeah. I can't even imagine if that was you know luckily I've not had anybody in hospital over this period of time yeah yeah that's always been on my mind as well because um, my dad's um, suffers with prostate cancer and luckily he's quite well at the moment but it's always been on the back of my mind you know I hope he doesn't go into hospital or anything because you can't imagine not being able to go and, and see your loved ones can you and stuff it must be horrible it's just a frightening <clears throat> just yeah. a frightening and scary prospect isn't it yeah, when you want to just be there for them and just mm just can't comprehend it no because we had um, some of our patients who were in for like symptom management as well um they weren't allowed any visitors at, at a certain point and we saw them decline you know and some of them would be starting to suffer with depression and things like that and it was and they were they were waving to loved ones at the window and stuff and it was it was heartbreaking really it was just it was so hard to to see people like that it's you think they're going through enough never mind um 
you know, not being able to see their wives or husbands or children or whatever. Yeah, they're going through the worst time in their life and they can't mm-hmm. even have somebody supporting them that although we're there to support them and we do the best that we can it's not the same as having a smile or a hug from somebody that you know you treasure you love is that no 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 no, it's not the same so I know you wanted to ask me something about this as well but how have you felt mentally and physically throughout this pandemic have you found anything like a good coping mechanism for you to like help you to switch off or anything like that? Um, with regards to coping mechanisms, I, I, I was struggling at times like mentally. I mean, you go home and you reflect on a normal shift. Yeah. Um, but these past couple of months, I felt like I was going home and constantly analysing things. One, because I'm newly qualified and two, because of the things we were seeing um, or dealing with. And it it does drain you uh, physically and mentally. And um, one of our bank member of staffs, um, he actually suggested um, an app called Headspace so I've given it a try and to be fair it it does kind of like relax you and calm you down and just Mm. chatting openly with colleagues that have seen what you've seen and um because they're the only people like yourself um you know we're the only people that actually know what we've seen what we're going Mm. through I mean no disrespect to family um but a lot of families don't really understand what we're going through. They're seeing what mm. they are being shown via media or yeah. uh, seeing us upset or, you know, coming home drained from work, but they don't actually. So I, I, I do think a good support network within your colleagues is vital, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, I've, that's helped me as well, yeah. Um yeah, I Have feel you like... had your own struggles? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. At times, like, because of the shifts, um, well, you'll know yourself, like, n- nights and days and long days and stuff like that, it's been quite physically exhausting and you seem to have worked a lot harder. Well, we always work hard, don't we? But, I mean, it's, it's just seemed like harder work while this has been going on. Um, suppose because of the pressure but um, I I keep myself fit I exercise like most mornings I feel like that that's a good thing to help me um, I feel like I'm I'm quite mentally tough because of um, what I've been through um, in my younger years and stuff but yeah it has been it has challenged me mentally definitely because like obviously I'm used to well, I'm not used to it, but I'm, I see a lot of death and dying on a daily basis. So I'm kind of got ways to deal with it, if you like. Um, probably different to other people who don't see it on a daily basis. Um, but, yeah, I feel like um, just the way that things happen, like 
in the in the hospice I was working at first, if someone was COVID positive, when the funeral directors are coming to collect them, they'd they'd bring in a coffin and they'd they'd be straight in the coffin. And like that was quite traumatic to see, really. It was It's quite like, barbaric, isn't it, to think yeah. 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 But in terms of like coping mechanisms, I've found like a good way of for me is um like deleting my social media apps and coming off them for a couple of weeks and try not to watch the news and things like that. Um helps me um just kind of forget about it and like I'm on annual leave now for a good few days, so that's good. Like I can just be away from it, which I think will help me and then I can go back kind of with my batteries recharged if you like. Um Annual yeah. leave is definitely a saving grace, isn't it? hundred um, percent, yeah. Just to recharge your batteries and just mm. take some time out for yourself because we're no use to anybody if we're basically we're, we're no use to anybody if we're not looking after ourselves. Are exactly. We? Have you had some annual leave during this time or? I have, yeah. Um, I was also off because I hurt my ankle. I went over on one of the computers at work. So um, that I, I'll be honest, I'm quite glad to be back at work in the sense that just for yeah. a purpose, um, yeah. because I was off for a few weeks right. um, most recently. So it's good mm-hmm. to be back. Yeah. And have you spent any time, have you had COVID yourself like, or any of your family had it or anything? So I, um, after everyone, so there was quite a lot of people that had been off um, staff-wise. Uh, so we were like putting in as many shifts as we could, uh, me to healthcare as a charge nurse and the ward manager because we were the only permanent staff. Yeah. And I remember my ward manager actually saying, I'm mindful that the more time you're on shift, the more exposed you are. And that you need like your downtime and um we all kept saying well we've got to be here we've got to make sure that we're staffed we're looking after our patients um so obviously we were working flat out and uh, unfortunately I did end up feeling really unwell um Mm. for about it was something ridiculous, like a whole week. It was horrible. Yeah. Um, I had the um, actual test at the time and it came back negative and I was convinced that it was going to come back positive just because yeah. of how unwell I felt. Yeah. Um, but a few months later, I've had the antibody test and it's come back positive. So obviously that's more reliable. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I've definitely had it at some point. I personally believe that I had it when I was poorer Mm. um, because obviously we were just exposed to it all the time. Have you been poorly or off with COVID at all? Yeah, so um, in March before the testing, um, my wife got it. she was really unwell, like struggling with the breathing and stuff, wheezing and temperatures and things. Um, and she actually got the symptom of losing her taste and smell before it was like an official thing. 
So she definitely had it then. Um, so obviously I had to isolate for two weeks then. Um, and in that time, to be honest, I felt really ill. So I don't know whether I had it then. Um, but a few, like two or three months further down the line, I was when I was working in the hot zone all the time, I, I started with a temperature and a cough. and um, So I was... I had a test, but it came back negative like yours. Um, but I thought I probably have had it really. Um, but yeah, I was really unwell. But I've not actually had my antibody test. Um, I had a letter about it, but I still need to get one really. But um, I think it'd be I'm worth probably... having it, wouldn't it, just to see if you have had it? Because you probably yeah. have, because you've been exposed to it, especially yeah. with your wife and sharing a house you're mm. more likely to have picked it up I, yeah. I definitely feel for anybody that normally struggles breathing though um yeah. with respiratory conditions because i i was like your wife i struggled um catching my breath just doing the simplest of things and yeah. it was quite frightening really especially because yeah. normally you fit and well um yeah. you don't expect it to affect you in that sort of way no, you don't know. Um, she's actually now on. She's on regular inhalers because of it, so it's had a long-term effect on her as well. So it's not good, is it? It's not. It really isn't. No. So I know you touched on it earlier, but um, like I feel like I've improved as a nurse, and I suppose because I've been dealing with enormous amounts of pressure and having to deal with situations I haven't before. So what do you think um, you've learned the most about these last few months, like about yourself or as a nurse? Um, with regards to myself and in, and a nurse, my, nurse, my nursing like role, definitely mm. to how to stand on my own two feet and because yeah. we were just plummeted into... Um, when it when the first wave hit we just did we weren't expecting it um definitely how to stand on my own two feet and be more decisive and confident in my own practices uh, because as newly qualified you do struggle with your own confidence um especially when you've got so many other experienced staff um you struggle it's a constant battle isn't it where you're yeah. constantly thinking am I good enough mm. um and I do think throughout these past couple of months I've gone from feeling that I'm a rubbish nurse to that I'm an all right nurse I've got the best will in the world I'm trying my best and yeah. I'm doing the best for my patients and I think confidence is just one of those things that it just grows, doesn't it, throughout yeah. time. And it's just a matter of getting through these next couple of months. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like That's leading on to me. My last question, really, about do you feel more confident as a nurse and stuff? Because I think, like, going forward, I can know this has been a, an awful time but I think in the long run in terms of experience and 
what we've been through as nurses, especially right at the beginning of our careers, um, is probably a good thing in a way if it's happened, you know, to, do you know what I mean, to going forward, um, yeah. making us better, if you like. Do you agree with that as well? I, I totally agree with that. Um, I know personally, I, I feel like it's um, strengthened me knowing my own limitations, when to ask for help, um we all need help and support at times and um especially in this whole crisis we've needed to ask for help more um even if it's just something as simple as can you do such a thing for me whilst I go and attend to this patient um yeah definitely yeah it's about as well as having the confidence to be able to speak up isn't it like saying to a colleague, do you mind if you just if you just do this task for me? Just I just need to go and have five minutes to myself and just being Absolutely. able to do that, isn't it? Yeah, and look after yourself because, like I said before, if you're no good yourself, then you're no good to anyone, are you? So it's um, about having that confidence to speak up and yeah, and look after yourself and have more confidence in your ability, isn't it? Definitely. Um, you, you you can't look after anybody else if you're not looking after yourself. And exactly. you definitely need that support or, with regards from your team. And just like that acknowledgement of knowing, actually, I can see that person struggling. Let's go and mm-hmm. give, them, give them an hand. And, um, yeah. Or just saying, look, going have five minutes you need to just take some yeah. time for yourself we can do that not a problem yeah exactly yeah yeah it's about working as a team isn't it yeah and, and saying to other people as well you go and get yourself a drink we'll we'll do whatever you're doing and yeah have an extra five minutes for your dinner if you need it or whatever yeah just looking after each other as well isn't it because not only with work but home life is difficult as well isn't it so it's been a a massive strain on everyone's lives on it these last um 10 months or whatever definitely um all our whole worlds have been turned upside down Uh, so at the end of the day our job is hard enough without um not having that support and um help and I do think if you've got a good team behind you um, and supporting you, it does make what we're seeing and what we're dealing with on a daily basis somewhat easier. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And have you had to um, deal with a lot of death during this time or have you been protected from that? Um, thankfully, I haven't. Um, I personally haven't. Uh, I know other nurses on our ward have um, at times, um, but luckily, I've when I've been on shift, um, my patients haven't passed away. Mm. Um, I've had some poorlies, um, but um, luckily, I've not had to. Because that in itself takes a toll on you, doesn't it? I mean, 
you you definitely have to find coping mechanisms as I'm sure you do in your job mm-hmm. you're seeing it on a regular basis I suppose yeah. unless they're coming in for symptom management mm. yeah I mean we have deaths probably a good maybe four or five times a week it just depends what kind of patients we're having really but um, never gets easier but um, I suppose you just learn ways of dealing with it better um, what I've always found difficult more than the actual patients dying is how the families are after because at that point people have normally been fighting a long battle and they're kind of ready to go um, but it's when you look at the like the husbands who've been with the wives for 70 years and, you know, they've been going out since they were kids and th- that's what the bit what's, what gets me really because you put yourself in their shoes, don't you? And also with, yeah. we've had a couple of young patients as well and you think they're not much older than me and, you know, how, how just how do you deal with that? It's, uh, yeah, it's not nice, but it's good experience, isn't it? It's definitely a good experience. I mean, we have our patients um, for sometimes quite long periods of time because it's not just acute, um, it's rehab. Um, and so we, a lot of our patients, especially at the beginning, we had um, prior to the pandemic, we had relatives coming in that we'd built rapport with Um yeah. And obviously, when the pandemic hit, they weren't allowed to come in and see them. And luckily, we'd already built that rapport up um, so that we were able to talk over the phone um, and on video link. Um, But it's just devastating to think, like, you're snatching, like, just that human contact for them. it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely been a tough year yeah. with regard to everything. Yeah, definitely. And have you actually um, been based at the ho- at the hospice throughout or have you been banking at all in the hospital or any other um, different care setting or have you no. been mainly at the hospice? Yeah, so I was at, I was at my first job. Uh, left there in August um, so I had a few months of it there and then I moved to a different hospice um, just for a fresh challenge really somewhere a bit bigger um, so yeah I've only been in them two really but there's been quite a difference with the way things are done in them even though um, they're the two hospices in Leeds so they, they do work quite closely together but it's actually surprising how differently they actually do things. But, um, yeah, there's good bits and um, bad bits, I suppose, in both. But um, it's all a learning thing, isn't it? And no one really knows what we're doing properly, do we? So, <laughs> um, But, yeah, I I quite would have liked, you know, if I'd been asked to, to go into the hospital to do that for the experience. But, um opportunities not come up but um yeah this has been a a really interesting podcast thanks for sharing your experience Chloe um thank you very much for having me
it sounds like you've learned, like you say, we've both learned a lot from the experience and it'll do us both um, good going forward. Um, so I know we've said we'll probably do a, a couple more podcasts together in the new year, so that, that'll be something to look forward to. Definitely. Um, yeah. Um, I'll speak to you soon and take care of yourself, all right? Thank you very much for having me and take care. Thank you.